Empress, welcome to episode 6 of Falls of Wisdom. My name is Perlin. For all of you who are new here or who are coming back from another episode, welcome. So, Falls of Wisdom is a show that contemplates on multiple different topics on ways of being, mindfulness, self-awareness. If you're into all of this fun stuff, go ahead and subscribe to Luna Leaves. We have two other shows um, that we will post on alternating weeks. So if you're interested in crystals, you can watch Mary's show. Um, that's our seasonal show called Manifest Musings. And we also have Wednesdays with Eve that you can find on our Spotify account, also under Luna Leaves. Right. So for today's episode, we are basing it off the tarot card, the Hierophant. Okay, so the Hierophant is actually a representation of knowledge, spirituality, and very often um, also to depict conventions and traditions. It can sometimes mean that we are trying to find our way through in our own personal beliefs way beyond the ones that we were brought up with, way beyond what our culture has brought to us and way beyond what society has placed onto us. So a really interesting topic and just like every other episode, we are going to start with a short little card pull. I'm using a different deck today, um, it's called the Accurate AF Tarot Deck. These are not coasters. Um, if you'd like to use them as coasters, I think it would be really beautiful. But they're actually tarot decks. We like this. Okay. I think this is something that a lot of us can relate to. Where's my card? Okay. So the two cards that came up are the Spirit of Carp. The two cards that came up are the Spirit of Cups, which is also known as the Page of Cups and also the Seven of Cups. So we have a lot of water element and energy over here. Basically, what the cards are kind of trying to remind you with the Hierophant is that there might be many ways of thought and belief systems that exist. It can get really confusing at times and you may be tempted to just jump onto what sounds right at the get-go. I think we have grown to be really sensitive right now as a society, which is a good thing, but it can also have its drawbacks. Um, being overly sensitive can sometimes put us in a space where we are unwilling to listen to others, um, which is definitely not helpful when we have many different races, um, ethnicities, cultures that exist. and. As much as possible, we'd like to have humanity be all together, um, despite all of our differences, um, trying to understand each other. And I think that's where the Page of Cups kind of comes in. It is all about us opening up our minds and hearts um, with and from a space of curiosity. So every time we come in from a space of curiosity in trying to understand new ways of being, beyond the ones that we are shown and the ones that we've experienced. In that kind of a way, we can then find what would best suit us as individuals and still respect the ones that suit others in their lives. 
Before we run into the episode, go ahead and like your favorite fragrance. Today I'm using Moonlight by The Moon. It's got really beautiful scents, a blend of bergamot, patchouli and rose. Really subtle, but good enough to fill the whole room. Okay, hold on. I want a video. Today's a bit off. Okay, I'm blocking the light. beliefs in the world but what I can share is my own personal experience growing up. I grew up um, attending a Catholic school throughout primary school, um, went to a regular neighborhood school in secondary school and I think I had quite a nice relationship with Catholicism. Um, been to Christian church, church blah, blah, blah. I've been invited to churches for Christianity by my friends also growing up. Um, what's listed on my identification card is Buddhism. And I think being in Singapore, having loads of Muslim friends has also opened me up to um, certain parts of the Islamic religion. So. Being able to grow up in Singapore has been really eye-opening in, in this sense. The fact that you can have a mosque right beside a Hindu temple just along the street is something that I find really beautiful. What I think is also really nice is the fact that we have multiple races in Singapore. What seems to be a conversation um, at least bubbling up recently is the fact that there might be systematic racism that exists and we're not gonna dive into all these deep topics. All I'd just like to share is the fact that I was able to get a bit of a hint and taste of all these different experiences and the ones that I personally really liked I allowed to have stick with me through life. So some of the beliefs that I've had just picked and placed together um, across all religions and cultures is one where kindness is really important. 
um, that comes with also compassion and I think in this space where we are trying to be careful with how we live with all these different beliefs and cultures, um, it creates a space for conversations that need to be had. So I don't have an exact direction as to where I'm going with this thought. I just thought it's really interesting to kind of reflect back and see in my own personal experience how I've found my way through um, all these experiences. Um, not having a religion that I stick through and with right now, at least for now. And I think that's the beauty of life. We get to pick and choose what we feel would be most aligned for ourselves. And I think that's something that all of us should look at as a privilege especially when living in a city especially in Singapore um, where we have multiple ethnicities and religion so just a thought I'd like to share now one of the things that I think stem really through is the fact that in all of our upbringing there are things that we like and dislike in the sharings that our parents have given to us. There are things that we love, there are things that we hate. There are things that we hate and we still carry forth and onto in the ways we do things in our life. And I think it's really interesting how um, humans as a whole, from being a child, being so close to your family, slowly growing out, getting to know your peers, getting to know more ways of being, getting to know the way other families work um, and then picking in the things that you feel like would be more suited for you. That whole journey is really amazing. So imagine all of us to be a jar, a vessel of sorts. We are an empty jar coming into the world. Um, maybe not fully empty, you've got a couple of pieces placed in by your parents um, due to their personal beliefs, their expectations, so now you have this jar filled with a couple of um, beliefs or expectations, ways of being. You're being brought up with your parents piling in a whole bunch of stuff and your teachers along the way. This jar tends to get filled um, on and off and there may be times where you feel like there are things way deep within that you want to be able to pick up. It might be a little difficult to be able to find what those pieces are within those steps that do not suit you anymore and that takes experiences in life for you to figure out. So know that every time you're taking time alone when you're perhaps journaling, meditating, um, falling into your own personal practice, that's where you can go into to question and find out what fits or doesn't fit. Traditions and conventions are here and there is a certain sense of beauty in which you can't get in modern society that all these traditions and cultures actually hold. And I think it's so beautiful how we have so many people trying to hold on to cultures of different sorts, trying to bring them up, trying to fuse them together with another. It's kind of reached this stage where, of course, we're in a postmodern city and kind of a kind of a, it's not a revolution, postmodern way of living um, where 
we are just mismatching everything that works. Um, the way media puts across things, the way we are absorbing all this information becomes extremely important. So at the end of the day, it's up to your own personal discernment to decide what is right, wrong, what is something that stands true for you at the end of the day. And know that at every point in time, you stand really true to certain ways of being, perhaps values that you hold really close to heart. It isn't exactly who you are, it is who you were kind of shaped to be by your environment. And that's a very big thing to always keep in mind. So again, along the way, how do you source out what would be best for you? That takes a lot of self-introspection. And for today's episode, what I'd like for you to kind of go into is this space where you try and consider all of the ways you've been living, the environmental factors that might have kind of shaped you to be who you are, and even the things that you have held on so tightly and placed into your jar to fill up um, that feels right for you. Think about all of those things. Now, if you have a journal or a paper, I'd like for you to bring it out right now. Um, we're going to go through a short little exercise where you can quickly write down a few things that um, are in alignment for you at this present moment. So, the very first thing I'd like for you to think of. Um, what is your top three personal values that you live How do I phrase this? What is your top three personal values that stem true to you and is what is most present for you right now? So my personal one would be sincerity, mm, candor, and okay. So my top three personalities would be Sincerity, candor, and also intuit. So intuition. That's my top three. Um, and these are three that I feel have been shaping the way that I look at life, the way I look at people around me and how they behave. Um, that is kind of affecting my interactions with people and how I receive the interactions that I have with them. So think of all these values that are most present for you right now. Now, after you've written down that top three, I'd like for you to write another three values that you personally think um, you, that you personally think are really important to you, but perhaps are not as present for you in your life right now. Um, could be from you in your interactions with others or the ones that you would hope to have more of in the interactions others have with you. Um, be it one that has been around in your upbringing or one that you would like more of in your future. Any of it. Your top three that you would like more of. Maybe if I were to share my personal three values that I'd like more of. Um, assertiveness. 
this is so personal. <laughs> Even as I'm sharing this, I feel extremely vulnerable. Um, so assertiveness is my first one. The second value would be candor. Funnily so, even though it's so present, I think, in the way I try to interact with people, I like more of that um, when, I'm inter when people are interacting with me. So the second one's candor. And the third one is... Compassion. I'm making weird faces for those of you who are watching the video because I'm shocked by my own answers. Um, and know that sometimes within a sitting, you wouldn't be able to pull out all these values. It takes a great level of understanding yourself and knowing yourself to be able to write them down. But as much as possible, try not to overthink it when you're writing. So if you feel like you're in a space right now that you're overthinking things and um, you're writing it from a place where you're trying to put in a bit too much discernment, then maybe find another time to do this activity. Okay? Now with these six values in total, what I'd like for you to do is to write down three areas in your life that you feel like you'd like more of all of these values in. So I know my very first one is in my interactions with my peers, my interactions with my family, and also with self. So you can go ahead and think which aspects in your life. <laughs> Nothing because Shamin, my producer, is pointing at my other producer, Weeming. <laughs> She's asking her, so what's yours? <laughs> And I think these are really big questions um, that can be difficult to dive into. Um, again, it takes time and maybe if you need to take a nice 5 to 10 minutes or even for an hour meditation, go for a run, uh, practice your yoga and clear out your mind so that you can tap into yourself to get all these answers. Now, what would be really good if you'd like to go way deeper to understanding where these values come from is to go into each individual value to try and understand in which aspects of your life is to go into each aspect of the values that you've written to kind of source out in which aspects of your life these values have kind of came from. It could be from a loving experience that you've had a sharing that you've had from maybe your grandmother. Perhaps it's one through your relationship with a friend, a really dear friend. So try and find out where these values are coming from. It could also be from trauma. Um, it could also be from anxiousness that you get or fear and doubt. So try and understand where these values are coming from and know that when you deep dive in this sort of a manner, what you get is a way clearer perception and understanding of yourself um, and where you stand. Okay. At the end of the day, it is all about understanding where your personal beliefs are coming from, um, whichever aspect of your life it is, knowing that it is very much placed together by you, again, in that jar that belongs to you, and 
coming from all these different aspects in your life. Beyond culture, um, sometimes within, even in traditions, and also sometimes stereotypes. That's, that one can be quite funny and ironic at times. Some of you might understand why, some might not. It's okay. But what I'd like for you to do is in all the values that you wish to explore more of, to try and go into a space of, again, curiosity, which we talked about um, with the Page of Cups energy. Now, another way for you to kind of break things down in understanding. Did a put bit come through? Okay. Now, another way you can kind of get deeper into understanding where these beliefs are coming from is in understanding this little theory. It's called the uncertainty avoidance. It's under a stream of psychology. For those of you who would like to find out more, know that we will link lots of information in our description. So go ahead and look for our sources. But for uncertainty avoidance, basically there lays two portions. Again, in reality, it runs in the spectrum, but they kind of segregated into high resist, um, high uncertainty avoidance and low uncertainty avoidance. So along this spectrum, your upbringing, um, your, your environment, your family, they could be in any of these areas. For environmental factors that are tacked onto high, un high uncertainty avoidance, um, they are usually a little more resistant to change. There's a lot of laws, regulations, rules that are like that. And there are family structures that are like that. If you have curfew, even at the age of 30, I'm speaking to you. Um, and it could be all the way to and from a societal kind of aspect. Now, there are debates as to how relevant this theory is. We're not getting into it today. Um, but of course, certain laws have to exist. Again, not a debate I want to get into, but just a thought I'd like for you to kind of um, take in and understand. Okay. And for low uncertainty avoidance, basically they are a bit more flexible and they are um, a little more fluid, lesser rules and regulations. Um, so try and understand all the different parts of your life and the environments you've been in. Where do these environments kind of stem from? and which category does it kind of lay in. In understanding that you may have grown up in an environment that was super strict with rules, you might have kind of take that on for yourself and that could in turn affect the way you lead your life. So you might be extremely structured and organized and um, you might be stubborn to a certain extent in the ways that you would like to do things. Whereas you're, if you were to perhaps have a group of friends who are extremely low in uncertainty avoidance because of the way they are, you can be super well um, playing into and tapping into that line that draws you from legal and illegal, playing with substances, um, perhaps even dabbling with behaviors and traits that are a lot more adventurous. So again, this is something I'd like to share for you to kind of tap into to 
get a little bit more of an understanding in why you are the way you are. I don't have an answer for all of your questions. I am still figuring out mine. So know that you have your life and all of this journey in life to figure things out. No pressure. <laughs> And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me yet again. If you are interested in more of our content, go ahead and subscribe to our Spotify or YouTube channel. You can find us on Instagram at LunarLeavesTea. Um, we also are hosting a little more events coming soon. So go ahead and look for us at LunarLeaves.co. For those of you who love tea, gonna come in this beautiful packaging so 28 teas for the whole moon cycle comes with a whole bunch of fun activities it's a secret so I'm not gonna show it to you but know that you get this really beautiful tin and a whole bunch of surprises six custom blend tea, um, tea flavors to choose from so head on to our site to take a browse right take care we'll see you soon bye bye